0: up everybody
1: skyline sports mt.com you listen to big sky breakdown thanks so much for being here available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms i'm colter Duanas. this is our interviews podcast for the week because there's two big sky conference teams left montana and idaho and because we have a separate idaho podcast called vandals weekly this will be interviews exclusively about the grizz Furman games we got a couple guests coming up for you We will hear from Clay Hendricks. He's the head coach of the Furman Paladin football team. They're number seven in the SCS. They play at number two Montana on Friday night. We will also hear from Keelan White. He's our Grizz star of the week. He had a nice game last week against Delaware. Caught a 55 yard touchdown. He's had a great junior season. We'll also hear from Tyler Huff. He's a super senior quarterback for Furman, a graduate transfer from Presbyterian College, who's had a great final season there for Furman, leading them to a SOCON championship and uh, an FCS playoff run. If you want to hear stuff about the Idaho game, Jason Eck and Re Alexander were our guests on Vandals Weekly this week. You can find that at SkylineSportsMT.com as well, and uh, plenty of other stuff up there on the Big Sky Breakdown podcast feed, our YouTube channel, and just on the website, SkylineSportsMT.com. Go check it out every day, every
2: season. Thanks so much for listening. Join Town Pump's Pump It Up Rewards Plus program and never pay full price for fuel again.
3: Save five cents on every gallon every day at any Town Pump across Montana.
2: Plus, earn and redeem points on your favorite in-store items to get free stuff with our clubs.
3: Stop in and pick up a rewards card. Download the Pump It Up Rewards Plus app today.
2: Or visit townpump.com rewards to register and start
3: saving. Town.
1: Well, we are, to one of the great times of the year. What's better than Friday night lights for a little college football game? And, oh, by the way, it's the FCS playoffs as well. The Furman Paladins in town, a rematch of the 2001 National Championship game. Crazy that Montana and Furman haven't played since then, but makes sense since they're on opposite sides of the country. Clay Hendricks, a Furman alum and the head coach of the Furman Paladins, joins us now here on Nuanas Now. Coach, Appreciate the time, man. How you doing? Have you ever been to Montana before?
4: I have been. To, I think I've been to Montana two times. You know, I was a long time assistant here in 2006. My last game here before I went to the Air Force Academy, we played at Montana State in the first round. Um, so that was 2006, and then when I lived in Colorado, I think uh, the family we visited Yellowstone and went out the North Gate, which took us into Montana. That's probably that's probably the two times I've been there.
1: Well, awesome. Well, cool. We're excited to have you and your team uh, here in Missoula. I remember that 2006 game. That uh, The Bobcats won that one. That was their first playoff win in a long time. So, uh, But tell yeah. us about just, I mean, you mentioned your deep roots there at Furman. I mean, you're a Furman alum. You played there. You coached there for a really long time before then coming back to be the head coach. So w- what's kept you so tied to your alma mater and what's the experience like coaching for your alma mater?
4: Well, this has been year thirty for me associated with Furman. So wow. I been I'm sixty. I turned sixty this year. I spent half my life here. Uh, you know, it's been a, it's a great part of the country to live in. We live in a great town here, a great location. We've had a phenomenal school. You know, a nationally ranked, level arts university. We get to coach a really special kid. We have we have a lot of restrictions admissions wise, but we get to coach a pretty special kid. And you know, we've had a great tradition. And I played here, I left for a couple of years as a grad assistant, I was an assistant for 19 years, so I was here in 01 um, when we played in Chattanooga, and then I left for 10 years Was at the Air Force Academy, and then been back now, this is year 7 uh, as the head coach, my wife's a grad, uh, you know, so certainly a lot of ties, you know, a lot of ties this area, and you know, I don't know, for me, it's just, I just truly enjoy the kids I get to coach, and the quality that they are, and You know, we have a terrific staff. And, um, you know, so I don't know. You've tried not to – I've had opportunities over the years here and there to to go other places. The academy was a great experience for me, but, but we've been thrilled to be back in Greenville.
1: Well, it's fascinating. Uh, Clay Hendricks, the head coach of the Furman Paladins, joining us. That on the other sideline uh, for this game Friday night, you got a guy in a similar situation. I mean, Bobby Howe coached at Montana as a grad assistant and a young coach, and then uh, was away for a while, and then made his way back, and then went away for a while, and came back again. So, <laughs> kind of cool to have uh, two guys coaching their alma maters in this uh, quarterfinals game.
4: Yeah, you know, I, I don't know Coach very well. I've met him on a couple of occasions. You know, he was at he was at UNLV and. The time I was at the academy, right, um, and then and then he later went to San Diego State, and we played against each other there. Maybe, I think he was there like three seasons. I think his second season, which was 2016, was my last season uh, at uh, at the academy. And you know, it's funny we had it. Blaine Morgan was a guy I had worked with at the academy, was our quarterback coach who played at the academy, and he later worked at San Diego State with with Coach Houck. and. Blaine hit me up yesterday and and was just making a comment about, you know, two of my best buddies in in coaching, you know, are playing against each other this week. So, uh, yeah, it is pretty cool. I mean, there's something to – you know, I I think he's a – it's best I've read about him. He's a a local native there. Um, You know, and so, uh, yeah, he's done a phenomenal job. You know, I have unbelievable respect for that program, what they do, that invite – you know, I just – you know, I, nobody had to tell me Washington Grizzly Stadium. I know the name of it. I, you know, one of the great venues in all of FCS, and uh, I've heard a lot about it. Uh, you know, and how challenging it is to go there and play. And so we're certainly looking forward to the challenge. But we know it's just that—it's a big challenge.
1: Well, one more question, just about uh, Furman in general, before we get it a little bit into this matchup. You mentioned that it's a, you know, very high academic institution. You know, private school. And uh, I mean, pretty small population, so obviously it's hard to get in there. So when it comes to recruiting, how do you use that as an advantage? And uh, you mentioned you get to kind of go after a special type of kid. It seems like if if you understand the way to do that, then uh, you can get some good football players that are also probably pretty smart.
4: Well, they are. That's a good observation. Uh, you know what? When I came back here, you know, when I really when I left and went to the academy, is the same kid. Uh, You know, the the academy kids built a little different. Uh, You know, there you had government tax dollars to recruit with. You could take a lot more numbers. You had a prep school, those those type things. But, you know, really for here and a kid who truly values the education, our our pool is significantly smaller just because of, you know, the first thing we're going to do is look at transcripts, you know, and if we don't feel like the kid can be successful here. I have nowhere to put them, you know, where you say this kid's going to make it in this, in this area, we just really don't have that. So I think each case is a little bit different. But, but what is it is you end up with a kid who really values the education? You know, we've been hurt very little in the transfer world. Um, I think last January we had 92 kids on our roster. And we left in May, we had 92 kids on our roster. We've got record numbers on our roster now, hadn't lost a single kid. And, again, we're not immune to that. I think we'll we'll have two undergrad transfers on our team when we show up you know, to play Friday. We got a few, a few grad kids. We don't have a lot of graduate options, uh, but we've been able to plug in some guys here and there and we kind of look at each case differently. But, you know, again, getting kids that value the education, they see what the degree is going to do for them. Furman does a phenomenal job of preparing them for life after. And yeah, you can have a big time football experience. Cause I think the other thing you got to be careful. You get really bright kids, but how, how much do they love football? You know, and, So it's, you know, it's the really bright kid, values the degree, loves football. And then, you know, the character traits and those things are all things that we're looking for and asking the questions. And so you get a really special young man to coach. And I think coaching here is kind of the same way. You better have guys that understand, you know, who can be successful here. Because not every kid's going to be. Uh, but it, it makes you it makes you a tough group to beat because of the makeup of who you are. And I, I'll be quite honestly, I see that in the Montana team uh, when I watch them on tape. You know, I've watched them. I don't get to see them a lot during the year, but I, I I think they probably have a bunch of kids that would do well here. You know, and I I think we got a number of kids that would do well there as well.
1: Clay Hendricks joining us. He's the head coach of the Furman Paladins. They're in Missoula Friday night quarterfinals of the FCS playoffs. Okay, let's talk about how you guys got to this point, then, Coach. Uh you won nine out of your first ten and then lost in your regular season finale to Wofford, but then still get a bye and bounce back with a nice win over Chattanooga last week. So what'd you think of your team's ability uh to bounce back? And also what'd you think of just the way you guys put yourself in a position where even losing the last game of the year you still got a seed, still got a buy?
4: Yeah, well I you know, I thought our body of work. I mean we said here, I mean we played a we played an SC, we played in a sold out SEC stadium. Um you know, early in the year, played really. I mean, really, the game was tied 50 seconds ago in the half, and and we made some mistakes that kind of let the game get away from us. But I didn't, you know, we really felt like we had a chance to go play. We we've play a game like that every year. We've been at Clemson the year before, played really well. Actually, the game we'd outgained Clemson, you know, we've been over there against their national championship team. So we've been in those kind of environments. Um, I thought our league was as good as it's been in a long time. Uh, I think sometimes people think we rolled through those nine wins, but man, it, it was there were some challenging, challenging games in there. I think we had a bunch of different teams that could have won it, you know. The and then we you know we 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 stayed pretty healthy until later in the year, and we spent about the last month. You know, I mean, right? To, I think the last three games, for the better part, we didn't have you know our quarterback, who was actually also our second lead rusher, and our lead rusher. You know, so I, I, I tell you. Know, I was looking at Montana. You imagine if you take you know ten, twenty six, or two backs out of there, and the quarterback you don't have them for three weeks. It it creates some challenges. Now we should have been over able to overcome that, um, but we gotten pretty healthy. You know, about as healthy as you can be this late in the year, and and uh, a really really talented Chattanooga team who, quite honestly, had 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 some the injury bug got them a little bit later in the year, particularly offensively. Uh, but I, you know, I thought defensively they're, they're as good a group as we've played against, and just talent-wise. And so, um, you know, we've been pretty consistent. I think we complement each other. We've been really solid offensively, defensively, and in special teams. And again, I see the same thing out of Montana. So, uh, I somebody have asked me, I, you know, who do they remind me of that we played? I said they remind me of the team that we play every day in practice. Wow. You know, just kind of the, the schemes are a little different. But again, I just look at the makeup of the teams and the kids and how hard they play and toughness and all those factors I think we believe in. I think you can see that in them. It's pretty obvious to me when I watch them play. Uh, So it should be an interesting matchup.
1: Well, when it comes to the matchup, then what do you think are the keys? When you look at Montana's offense, Montana's defense, what are the keys for you guys just in terms of finding uh, finding advantages?
4: Well, I think both teams want to run the ball. You know, Both teams are really good against the run. Uh, so, I, I I don't know. I think Friday night, if you look at that statistic alone, that may be a telling statistic. Uh, you know, I think turnovers are always huge. We've been, you know, we lead the country in turnover margin. In fact, I think that, that game we lost, the last game, we had our second fumble of the year in 11 games. <laughs> it actually was a scoop score. And it was a, you know, non, non-forced fumble. But we've been really good at – Taking care of the ball, we've been good at getting away from people, which I think they have been too. I mean, I know they're way up there as well. And I think special teams. I think special teams be big. I think we're we both want to be balanced. They probably throw around a little more than we do. Uh, but I, but again, I just think you know I, I think some of our strengths on both sides of the ball are the other team's strengths. So you know sometimes when that happens, something's got to give. You know, who can, who can go execute. And, you know, I mean, I, we, we, we're we not ignoring the fact we've got to handle that environment, you know. And and I just continue to tell our kids, the only thing we can do about that environment, you know, we certainly couldn't control the weather. But the only thing we can do about, about about their fans is is to play well. That's the only way you can affect that, you know. And if you don't, then you just add fuel to the fire. So, uh, you yeah, know, we feel like we've been in, in, in a similar situation before and We handled it pretty good. Um so, you know, we'll have to do that again.
1: He's Clay Hendricks. He leads the Furman Paladins into Washington Grizzly Stadium Friday night. Nationally televised game between Montana and the Paladins, the winner going on to the final four of the FCS playoffs. Coach, appreciate the time, man. Nice getting to know you a little bit and look forward to seeing you on Friday. But safe travels, and thanks for taking a minute for us.
4: Well, thank you. It's certainly great to be with you, and we're, we're looking forward to the opportunity. It's a huge opportunity, but it's one we're looking forward to.
5: Hi, I'm attorney Dave Maldonado, a seasoned litigator with over a decade of experience in Montana. Have you been injured in a car accident? If so, remember insurance companies want to give you as little money as possible. There's a reason why they have the biggest buildings in the largest cities. Don't let big insurance bully you. Visit BigSkyDefender.com today to see how I can help you get fair compensation for your injuries. The consultation's free and the fight's real. It's wild right now. Inflation
6: is—it's persistent too. It's not like it was just—you know—last 2021. You kept hearing the term transitory inflation, yeah. and it wasn't even like it is in today, like this, this in the last six months, it's not, it wasn't even close. It was like four to five percent, eight, nine percent inflation. It's pretty wild. And the last reading was interesting too because gas prices had actually come down. So that wasn't—that wasn't so much of it. But mostly right now, what it is, it actually auto car costs have come down too. So that's what. Usually, the biggest source of inflation is fuel prices, and the cost of cars, and both of the, both of those last month actually retreated, and our number was still really high. And so right now, it's just simply the cost of food and some yeah. you know other goods. But so to cult to your point, culture. If you, that's the importance of maintaining the habits for the money to go strategically, strategically to places that are going to behoove you first, because it just limits how much money you have to spend on stuff. And in right. today's world, it is so easy. You know, financial technology is awesome, but it also makes it really easy to, to take out the card, spend, you know, oh, yeah. whatever, twenty bucks on this, that, or the other thing, which are all good things buying your coffee in the morning. None of those are bad things. But the more that uh, it's in today's world with inflation the way it is and the headwinds that we see in the economy, uh, cash is going to be king. And so the more that we can just protect our pocketbook right now, the better our clients are going to be positioned moving into 2023, which is You know, you're starting to see, again, I was actually laughing with the client earlier this morning. You know, you listen to 10 different economists and 10 different, or five will say that we're at the bottom of the market. Five will say we're, we're 10 or 15, you know, percentage points from the bottom of the market or more. So who knows? Nobody has a crystal ball, but there certainly is headwinds coming down the pike. So, in in different parts of the country, the real estate market is, has fallen by twenty to thirty uh, percent. We're in a little bit of a, a bubble here, in, or I shouldn't say bubble. We're in, we're always insulated slightly in Montana, or at least twelve to eighteen months behind the curve on those sorts of uh, those sorts of movements. So we'll feel it. I still see a ton of building going on. I still see a ton of contractors extremely busy. People are still busy spending money here in Montana, but in general. As we move into 2023, cash is going to be king. So the more and more our clients and our people can protect their pocketbook and just be diligent about where money's going first in terms of savings and earnings. And, uh, you know, if it's real estate or if it's savings account or if it's investment accounts, if those places get the attention first, then it just limits where dollars can go elsewhere.
1: Well, time now for our Grizz Star of the Week here on Nuana's Now. It's presented by Ryan and Miller Lye, your Montana attorneys. We're actually doing this. On a Tuesday afternoon here because our greatest star of the week this week is junior wide receiver Keelan White. And so often the receivers stay after practice pretty late working on the jugs machine. So sometimes they're still out there doing their thing before we're off the air at 6 o'clock. So Keelan, thanks for being here, man. Thanks for doing this with me a little early. How you doing, man? Pretty good. Thanks for having me on. Well, first of all, just talk about that part, just the, the extra work you guys have put in. I mean, you guys have been a great receiving core all year, and uh, you can tell the hard work's paying off. So uh, why does that mean a lot to you guys? Why, why is it you stay after practice so late working on the jugs?
0: Yeah, you know, we we, uh, we preset extra work. We've been talking about going for a national championship since the spring. So um, just to, it's just about getting that extra work in and getting better every day. Well,
1: the expectation of Montana is to be in the mix for national championships all the time, but, you know, obviously it takes a ton of work to get there, and you got to put yourself in position, but now you guys are there, so, I mean, how do you you sort of put that in perspective? What do you think of just the the opportunity you guys have in front of you
0: here uh, with a a home game coming up on Friday night in the quarterfinals of the playoffs? Yeah, the opportunity is great. Um, I'm grateful. I love this team. I love that we have uh, put this thing into motion, and, you know, we just can't get complacent, and um yeah i just can't get complacent and kind of keep going well, well tell us some just about
1: the receiver group in general you guys have done such a good job i think of, of working in tandem and also being unselfish so uh just break it down for us what do you thought of the progress of the guys around you and how would you sort of define your guys's uh sort of identity as a group
0: yeah um i love this group we have a great group of guys in the receiver room um super good chemistry we uh our identity, we kind of call ourselves the Waffle House, because we like to, <laughs> Waffle House is open 24-7, so we um, we kind of took that identity in and made it our own thing, and yeah, we I, just, I love our group of guys.
1: <laughs> I love it. The, I, when Aaron Fonts first started yelling Waffle House, I was like, I wonder what he means, and then I was like, oh, I get it, that's yeah. pretty good, so <laughs> does he yeah. take credit for coming up with that, or who came up with that?
0: Uh, we kind of all just, we were thinking of what sh- what we should call ourselves, like, back when the coaching chain switched. We kind of decided all together on a, on Waffle House.
1: <laughs> I'm telling you, we need to get a Waffle House in Missoula or something something that's yeah. open late night, right? We were talking about this the other day. Sometimes, yeah. like, you get done with the Grizz game late at night and you want to go get something to eat. There's nowhere to go get something to eat. We need a Waffle House in Missoula, I think. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs>
1: Get these guys a little NIL money on the side too for the Waffle House endorsement. It's uh, Nuana's now. It's our Grizz Star of the Week. Keelan White joining us here on ESPN Radio. Um, how about last week? Uh, first of all, what did you think of playing in the snow? You're a Canadian, so you're, you're probably used to it.
0: <laughs> well, everyone says that, but Vancouver in Vancouver, it doesn't snow a whole lot. It's That's more, right. It's kind of like Seattle
1: weather, right? Rainy
0: type. Yeah, it's more rainy type climate. But I do, I'm tired of the rain, so I definitely do like playing in the snow over over the wet because it's it's dry and i don't like getting wet that much but the snow the snow is cool i love playing in the snow um it's a great atmosphere always so yeah
1: yeah nick ospo said the same thing at the press conference he's a portland guy and he said hey you know snow is what it is i kind of like the snow he said the rain is is isn't where it is said the rain's way worse
0: than the snow yeah yeah rain is not it's not the best
1: well, what'd you think of your quarterback? I mean, Clifton McDowell. He's uh, he's a Texas guy, a Houston guy, and uh, he said that was definitely one of his first snow games. So I know he threw the early pick, but then he was lights out after that. So what'd you think of just the way he settled in?
0: Yeah, he he did a great job. He made he made some great throws in the snow, um, and uh, he held it down. He stayed calm, cool, collected, didn't panic. He was he was great. It seems like his emergence
1: and his uh, continued improvement has been such a key for you guys. In your mind, where have you seen him
0: improve?
7: Um,
0: just I see him improve, just getting more comfortable, uh, getting more comfortable back there for sure. Just um, trusting in his in his reads, his progression, and having confidence in in um, in the rest of the team to go do their job. So he's definitely settled in, gotten way more comfortable, and he's really excelled back there.
1: And the uh, other guy I wanted to ask you about because yourself, you had such big games this year. Junior Bergen's had big games. Aaron has had big games. But one guy I think that's been so impressive the way he's carved out a role, and I don't know if it's necessarily the role he expected when he first came here, but, man, is he making the most of it across the board? That's Sawyer Rocconelli. I mean, he throws a touchdown a couple weeks ago and uh, blocks a punt last week. So, I mean, what have you thought of it? Just Sawyer's ability to find his way on the field?
0: Yeah, I'm proud of him. He's uh, he's battled back from from injury uh, a couple springs ago. He's, he's really um, – Worked, he's worked really hard. He had a great fall camp um, emerging through his his role in the receiver room, and uh, I'm I'm proud of him to see him get those, those opportunities.
1: Good start of the week presented by Ryan and Miller-Law. Ryan and Miller-Law, your Montana attorneys. Keelan White joining us, a junior wide receiver for the University of Montana, scored a 55-yard touchdown. Against Delaware last week, just take us through that. I mean, he had some big plays so far this year, including that record setter against Sac State. But I mean, what was it like score the touchdown in the floor? But I then mean, just take us through the play. I mean, What was your progression? What, what would you? How did you find a way open? How did you get the the long touchdown again?
0: Oh well, yeah, they were playing a little combo coverage, and uh, it was the same. It was the same kind of thing the way I scored against Sac State. And Cliff again made a made a great throw. Um, it was hard to see. I. It was hard to see in the snow. I kind of just threw my hands up there, hit me right in the hand. It was, yeah, it was perfect. And then went down the sideline and scored. But, yeah, it was it was a great um, effort by everybody.
1: You guys have won eight in a row now. And you can just feel, I mean, you can feel the momentum just building not only within your guys' team and not only within game day, but you can feel it around the community and, as well. So, I mean, just talk about that part. How much does that help you guys just, just knowing that you are on a roll and just the confidence you guys are playing with right now?
0: Yeah, yeah confidence definitely helps a lot. But we – um we talk all the time about we how we can't um, let that let the outside noise and everything get to us. We just got to do our thing and trust our coaching and our processes and, um, yeah, go out and execute every Saturday.
1: Friday night under the lights, Furman in town. So, uh, what's
0: the early scout? What do you think of the Paladins? Um, they're they're a really good team, very veteran team. I think they have like 40 something seniors on defense. So um definitely up for a challenge but we need to um just go to work this week and prepare 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 it's winter and you know what that means for me
1: i think i'm the only one maybe i'm not it's grilling season baby i love it and my meat's I gotta get them tasting as good as I possibly can. Help me out. What am I gonna use to make my meats taste great? You're not the only one, Gus. I think a lot of people in Montana enjoy grilling outside. Got to. Even if we've had our first snow, it doesn't mean you can't still hit the barbecue. Just ask Gus. He's grilling outside. It's one of his favorite things to do during the fall, the winter, the spring, and the summer. And if you're looking for to get your meats right on the barbecue, you need to get yourself some alpine touch. Now offering customized Grand Slam packages with branding of all your favorite college sports teams. Alpine Touch is your go-to for spicing up your life this time of year or any time of year. Whether you're grilling on your new back deck like Gus or spicing up your recent hunting accomplishments or getting it done at your tailgates, Alpine Touch is the flavorful addition you need. Available at retail locations around the state or at alpinetouch.com. Alpine Touch, Montana's special spice.
5: Hi, I'm attorney Dave Maldonado, a seasoned litigator with over a decade of experience in Montana. Have you been injured in a car accident? If so... Remember, insurance companies want to give you as little money as possible. There's a reason why they have the biggest buildings in the largest cities. Don't let big insurance bully you. Visit BigSkyDefender.com today to see how I can help you get fair compensation for your injuries. The consultation's free and the fight's real.
1: Well, our FCS playoffs coverage continues here on ESPN radio and SWX Montana television and we're joined now a senior quarterback of the Furman Paladins Tyler Huff here on Nuanas now Tyler thanks so much for taking a minute man how you doing
7: I'm doing fantastic appreciate you good having me on I'm excited
1: First of all, I, I want to know just about uh, where you guys are coming from there in Furman, Greenville, South Carolina. I did some research on the town; looks like an awesome place. Talked to Coach Hendricks, and he said, you know, I just can't quit it here. I've lived here for half my life because it's such an awesome place to live. So, uh, <laughs> what do you think of Greenville? Just tell people what it's like.
7: Uh, it's a very good place. So I'm from, originally from Jacksonville, Florida. So it's a pretty big city. Um, so coming here, I didn't know what to expect, but um, it's a pretty big city itself. It's got plenty to do, man. It's a very pretty. We got you know we got mountains surrounding us. You know, you get a little bit of all four seasons here. It's a wonderful place, and you know the community really uh, gravitates towards us, and uh, good support from everybody around. So it's good. How's the weather right now? It is, I'd say, about forty-five to fifty-ish right now, and a little windy. It's, it's kind of been like this for the past two, three weeks. That's good. Okay, so not not too much
1: of a temperature drop. It's certainly colder out here in Montana, but uh, at least it's not like eighty degrees there right
7: now, right? No, yeah, we're we're we'll be a little a little colder than normal, but we'll be all right.
1: Well, tell me about your path to, to Furman. You transferred in there from Presbyterian College. So, uh, what led you to Furman, and, and how's it been these last couple of years since you, you got there?
7: I was a smaller, very athletic quarterback, so I didn't have a whole lot. I went to Presbyterian College at a high school. I uh, graduated there in three years, then went in a grad transfer portal. And, uh, you know, Furman was the one school that gave me a shot and gave me a phone call. So, um, I didn't have too much to choose from. this what I chose. And, uh, you know, I'm excited. I've been here for two years now how would
1: you just describe the school? Cause I was doing some research on the school too. pretty small population, but it sounds like it's a great academic institution. So are your classes pretty tough? I mean, what's it like just being a student
7: there? Yeah, it's pretty small. I think maybe 3,000, 3,500, something like that. Um, you know, the same here when I was, I've heard my whole life here or since being here was it's the heart of the South. So, uh, you know, that's a pretty big statement, but I think it's lived up to his name so far. I'm in my master's program. It's a uh, pretty challenging and, uh, you know, they live up to that, and they make sure they challenge you on all of your classes. So it's it's a good spot for sure, definitely definitely academically-wise.
1: Tyler Huff here joining us on Nuanez now. He's the quarterback for the Furman Paladins. They make their way to Missoula to take on the University of Montana on Friday night uh, in the FCS playoffs. Uh, Tyler, just take us through your season. I know you, you guys uh, dropped one to South Carolina early. I mean, no shame there. It, you know, sold out SEC Stadium. And then won eight in a row. And then stubbed your toe there at the end of the year against Wofford, but then got back on track with the win over Chattanooga. So, just take us through the, the flow, and how are you guys able to bounce back after dropping that season finale and get a nice playoff win last week?
7: We know how last year was. We uh, you know, we lost one SoCon game, and we ended up costing us the conference. So, our whole mindset was this year is, you know, we lose one SoCon game, and it's pretty much it for us, and that was kind of our plan and our goal the whole time. So, for us, we were really in the playoffs the entire season. We knew how important every game was, and, you know, I think uh, we took it serious, and we got the SoCon championship, and I think... As you said, at the end of the year, I think we, not going to say we are complacent, but I think we did let our guard down a little bit. And, um, you know, we let a team that we probably should have beat sneak up on us and get one away from us. But, you know, we bounced back and that's fueled us a lot to get to where we're going. And, you know, we're excited to keep on moving through these playoffs.
1: Well, uh, one guy that's an interesting tie is uh, your offensive coordinator and quarterbacks, Coach Justin Roper, uh, who's going to join us uh, this week as well. But he's a University of Montana guy. He played a couple years for the Grizz after transferring in from Oregon. So does he have some insight for you on what it's like playing in Missoula? What's Coach Roper say about all this?
7: Oh, yeah, yeah. He gave us a lot of insight, especially, um, you know, that's how we started our Sunday off in the team room. He broke it down, told us all about how the environment is, you know, how the fans are there and the team and the culture, that kind of thing, and told us all what to expect. And, you know, yeah, we've seen it all since I've been here. Every now and then he'll talk about Montana, not necessarily the school, but just about the state, about how much he loves it and how much he wants to go back, that kind of thing. So he uh, he, he doesn't forget his past at all. He enjoys being at Montana. I'm sure he's pretty excited, but I'm sure he's more excited than any of us to get a win against his alum. So he's he's ready for it just like we are. Have you yourself ever been to Montana? I have not. The most west I've been
1: was, I think, Colorado. I went to Denver a few years ago. Well, that's awesome. Well, we'll be happy to have you and the rest of your teammates out here. Tyler Huff joining us from the uh, from Furman, the uh, Paladins in Missoula, Friday night uh, to take on the Montana Grizzlies. Uh, just let's talk about the matchup then. I mean, what have you thought of what you've seen out of the Grizz defense <laughs> on film? How'd you just describe what they do defensively?
7: First thing that pops out to me is that they don't miss tackles. Um, you know, they're not. But not the most athletic bunch, I'd say. Um, I think in the SoCon we've seen a little bit more athletic guys, you know, just every week. But um, you know, that's first thing they don't miss tackles, and you know they're always going to be in the right spot. Linebackers are definitely their uh, their best best position group on that defense, and you know they they played sound football. And I don't know what I saw something today. They were talking about our defense versus compared. Compared to their defense, I think they were, like, fourth in total defense. We were seventh. And, um, I mean, we, we play against them every day in practice. And, you know, sometimes they get us on some plays. Sometimes we get them. So, it's uh, we're challenged all week or all year just in practice. So, I think we're excited. I think we match up pretty good with them. And, you know, we're excited to go prove it because I know a lot of us think we won't be able to handle it. You
1: mentioned your defense as well. You guys have put up some unbelievable defensive numbers, giving up less than 17 points per game, leading the country in takeaways, leading the country in turnover margins. So, How much of those statistics does cater to your guys' success this year?
7: Uh, It's been big. Um, I mean, we feed off each other well. We play very complimentary football, I feel like. And it just takes the air out of a team whenever, you know, our defense picks them off or gets a fumble. And, I mean, we have one of the best running defenses in the whole nation, I feel like. And, you know, a lot of teams um, try to pride themselves on running the ball. And, you know, they haven't had much luck against us this year. And that's kind of fueled us as an offense, you know, whenever we see our defense going out there and shut them out, get a three and out. On us and get us the ball back I mean it's it motivates us you know we don't want them to be pulling all the way you know we have some kind of emotion motivation to pick up our own weight and so we're not getting carried throughout the game but
1: what's your guys it's just collective mindset coming in here I mean you get a chance to play one of the great venues in all of FCS football and you get to play against the second ranked team in the country and uh, bid for the final four on the line so I mean how you guys feeling? what's just your your collective mindset as a team coming to Missoula?
7: I think it's just pumped up and excited. You know, a lot of people don't have us, you know, picked to even come close to win this ballgame. So I think that's kind of our old collective mindset. And, um, you know, a lot of people don't think we can handle a hanger out in the cold, that kind of stuff. So, you know, we have plenty of motivation with this one. You know, a lot of people to prove wrong. So I think that's kind of been our, our uh, mindset this entire year. We have a lot of people to prove wrong every week. Nobody's picked us to win much this year, but, you know, we're excited to keep doing that. We've been proving people wrong, and uh, you know, we plan on keep doing it this weekend. Well, last thing for you that if you are to come in here and get a win, what is it, what's it going to take? What are the key facts for Furman on Friday night? Uh, turnovers. We've been pretty good on turnovers the whole year. We just got to tackle well on defense and hold the ball on um, offense. I mean, we've we played in cold games, you know, I don't know if many of us played in snow games, but you know, if it does end up snowing that that's when handling the ball is going to be a key. You know, I think it's just containing the crowd noise, you know, not letting that affect us, not letting the crowd beat us. And, um, uh, you know, I think these guys have always been, you know, kind of front runners. You know, they haven't been down a lot this year. They usually jump up on teams pretty early. And, uh, you know, we're, we're going to try to push that, see if they can, uh, you know, if we get up on them early, see if they can know how to handle it and handle that adversity and see if they can grind one out like we have all year.
1: There you go, Tyler Huff, the quarterback for the Furman Paladins. They come to Missoula Friday night, and the winner advances to the semifinals of the FCS playoffs. Tyler, thanks so much for the time, man. We really appreciate it, and uh, safe travels this week. Best of luck.
7: Yes, sir. Thank you for having me on. I'll see you all Friday